Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the It Just Works podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. Thank you for joining me today as we talk about Skyrim, the 10th anniversary of this legendary game, easily the best Elder Scrolls of them all. And today to join me to talk about that will be Alex, but he is, uh, he's waiting. He's waiting for me to get through this intro. It's already going off the rails. I should have had these drinks. (laughs) Also, uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram or TikTok, all that fun social media that you all hate and love. Uh, at it just works podcast once again that is at it just works podcast and be sure to share the show with a friend a loved one your family somebody you hate your coworker. just tell them hey i think you'd love the show i don't like you but you should check out this podcast that'd be great and help me out a lot but that's enough for me let's go ahead and cue that intro Welcome into the show. What a wonderful show and treat we have for you today. Somebody who hasn't been on the show in such a long time. In 10 Alex, years. Alex, and it's been 10 years. Exactly. And what, a, what a great time to come back for the Skyrim 10th anniversary. How the hell are you doing, man? And what, what have you been up to? It's been like, honestly, um, like 20 episodes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, during those 20 episodes, I've actually been um, stuck in a time traveling loop uh, <laughs> that some graybeards sent me through. Oh. Because I am actually Alduin. Damn, I knew I've it. I've just been playing Skyrim this whole time. <laughs> Ryan said 20 episodes. He's like, all right, you're banned for a while from the podcast. He said too many jokes. <laughs> and go go kill yourself in Skyrim for 20 episodes and then come back to record the 10th anniversary. Uh, that's fantastic, man. Um, besides, you know, busy with work, you know, the wife and the puppy. Uh, what video games have you been playing lately? When you can, uh, I've been playing Age of Darkness, which is kind of like a, a RTS slash survival, uh, pretty fun. And then uh, Ascension, which is a private uh, WoW server, but um, instead of classes, it's kind of like ESO. You can 
have as many classes you want, like their abilities. Mm-hmm. So like not locked to like warlock, you can do like hunter and warlock and have a bunch of pets out. Dude, that sounds amazing. Yeah. And is it like a um, privately owned server or is it Blizzard moderated? It's privately owned. Um, wow. It's free too. So. Oh, that's cool. Do you have to own World of Warcraft to play this or nope. just the full on server? Just download it and go to town. Yep. <sighs> well, that sounds amazing. I don't like World of Warcraft. Like, I don't want to check that out. Uh, that's cool, man. And then obviously Skyrim here and there, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. To get ready for this lovely. 10th anniversary episode of one of the most glorious and legendary games of all time. Yeah. Just saying. Uh, Yeah. I've been playing a lot of Skyrim lately, just trying to freshen up on some aspects of the game. Not everything. Um, As I discussed with Alex before the show, there is some things I saved for the anniversary update itself, just to see, you know, how it goes and see if the game gets a nice next gen upgrade, which it probably won't, but it's all right. (laughs) <laughs> I have hopes. Maybe Todd Howard will go to town. Um, he will try to sell the game again. Yeah. So speaking of its anniversary, one of my favorite things to do when we talk about like movies and other retro games and you know classic games, it's always how you felt when you first played the game. Um, so before we played the game, though, what did you think of the Video Game Awards trailer where they showed the battle between Dragonborn and Alduin on the on the on the wall and then they showed like the skyrim overview it was basically our first look at the actual game itself do you remember that trailer and how it made you feel or you know what were your thoughts from that if you can remember uh, that well, far. this was uh, this was like 11 or 12 years ago uh, it was 11 yeah it was literally the uh the video game awards one year before launch yeah. uh, i mean i was hyped because you know i played oblivion and Morrowind like crazy thousands of hours <laughs> still still do uh yeah but i was pretty hyped for it um was it the same trailer that came out when uh dovakin is running and uh the gray beard is talking okay yeah seeing that dragon for the first time it's like a kid in a candy store yeah i mean i'm right there with you man i just got i mean i was playing oblivion for all those years you know i'm playing through its expansions just trying to get as many achievements as i could Oblivion was, as we talked about in our previous Elder Scrolls episode, like my first full-on RPG that I actually experienced, Um, you know, to what degree, I guess people can interpret that for themselves because there's other RPGs out there. But all I really had played before was Zelda and then, you know, Pokemon. Those are technically RPGs, but they're definitely different. And then uh, RuneScape, the MMORPG. So, you know, Oblivion, once again, being like the, the, the first real RPG experience I had, playing that a lot leading up to Skyrim was great. And then obviously the trailer of Skyrim, like you just said, it was like, I was like a kid in a candy shop. The game looked at the time, you know, it looked way beyond what consoles could even run. It's very laughable to say that out loud now. Uh, But yeah, the dragon looked amazing. And I think I lost my shit because who doesn't want to fight dragons in a video game? Um, Oh, how that backfired. And how, uh, you know, the Dovakin didn't look like a a weird play-doh model from oblivion <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah the the models even though they don't hold up necessarily 10 years later in skyrim they were a lot better for the time period yes because you know oblivion's got some pretty iffy uh character models um well you know speaking of first impressions you know what did you feel 
or how did you feel when you finally got your hands on this game? If you can remember that far back. Okay. So I remember going to GameStop close to my house. Uh, I think it was a Thursday night because it came out on Friday. Uh, we went to the midnight release and uh, there's, there's me and my friend Todd and my dad. And uh, we were just waiting there. Todd came along. He didn't even get the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very Cause, Todd thing. Because he had to have his mom there. Because it was rated M. <laughs> it was rated M, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there's like some guys dressed up with like uh, duct tape helmets and swords and shield and everything. Yeah. It was badass. Awesome. I mean, there was only like 20 people there, but it was a lot of fun. I still have the picture, I think, of the two dudes. Nice. And, um, you know, shout out to Al Clad. That's uh, Alex's dad. That dude is freaking awesome. What I'd give to play RPGs with my dad. We used to play ESO with him all the time. Good times. Um, yeah. So Skyrim did come out on Friday because I remember I had my first job at the time and I got off work. I think I got off work. That was actually the only thing good about working late at the time because I used to work three to ten. I literally got off work, went to the GameStop I worked at, and then picked up Skyrim at midnight. Great times. I had to be back at work at 6 a.m., but I stayed up for about a couple hours and played Skyrim. Uh, I don't have any pictures like, you know, you're talking about from the launch event. I don't think anyone was dressed up too much besides like a couple people in robes, but little do they know they look more like pilgrims or monks than actual like mages. <laughs> right. <laughs> or, or druids. Um, yeah, so... It was it was great. The launch was fantastic to pick it up at midnight, you know, back when that used to be a thing, um, you know, playing the game. I, I'll never forget, like the first two hours, I was blown away completely. You know, like I said, not many RPG experiences were under my belt. So to me, Skyrim was well ahead of its time uh, at the time. Um, but one of the things that happened a lot when the game released was its typical Bethesda bugs, uh, game crashes and glitches. And the reason why I bring this up so quickly is it's part of my first experience. And that's the fact is that I actually am apparently one of the very few people who didn't experience anything game breaking or so buggy. I couldn't finish a quest. Um, did you experience anything like that? Um, besides like going into cities and crashing, like your typical normal Bethesda things. Uh, that's all I had, but you know, playing oblivion so much, I had like, four different discs so like (laughs) you get stuck on one quest like it would just crash your xbox every time you go into a cavern just put in a new disc and it would work (laughs) (laughs) oh the commitment to oblivion i love it i love to hear about it um so when you played the game you know first time still did you go do the main quest right away or did you just kind of venture off and just do whatever the hell you wanted to uh, I, I think I went up to the gray beards and then I just started exploring, trying to get as much magical tomes and go into the College of Winterhold as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that was fun for you. <laughs> it was the first time. I mean, uh, seeing the Sigic Order and then uh, I don't know, the Eye of Magnus. It was it was cool. Doesn't the first hold, time. Yeah, it doesn't hold up <laughs> 10 years later. Cool, but um, that is the thing about Skyrim that I think is kind of funny. And it's something that you and me were talking about yesterday is, you know, you were saying that like, you think it's popular because of the dragons, but I think it was also popular as we're talking now, because a lot of these experiences, you know, your first time going through them, it felt really cool and new, um, 10 times later, not so much. So, um, I'm right there with you. 
with the College of Winterhold. I remember specifically the first time I went through it, I was like, wow, this is actually pretty cool. And then as we were talking about yesterday, I did it like two months ago now. And I was like, yeah, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of that, so our first impressions, right? So I want you, I know we're here to celebrate the 10th anniversary. So I still love this game very much as we continue down the potential dark road that we're about to go down. Remember that I love this game. Happy 10th anniversary to you, Todd Howard. You silly bastard. I will be buying this game again just for him. Um, before we jump into the mechanics, that is something I forgot to write down. How many times have you bought this game so far? Mm, so I bought it for twice on the 360. Um, once for the PC, Windows, Steam, Steam Special Edition, Xbox Special Edition. And probably two more times after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, people are probably like rolling their eyes right now. But yes, I bought two 360 versions. I bought Steam PC version. I bought it on the Switch. And I bought it special edition for the Xbox One. So you're not alone. And I think there's a lot of people out there like us <laughs> who bought this game uh, more times than they'd probably like to admit. And that's what's funny about the Elder Scrolls games is besides the Pokemon titles, like I've bought Elder Scrolls games more than any other game, you know, repeatedly. And I, I just think that's kind of funny and also kind of a testament to the games themselves, whether if, whether they were bugged out or they're just that good. It depends on who you ask. <laughs> Speaking yeah. Of, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to see on the 360 achievements. Uh, looking at where I went first. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess you. I guess. Damn, I meant to do that yesterday. I meant to actually see if I could still find the stats. It should be pretty easy for you to find it. Um, don't worry about it later. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll do that later. Um, well, speaking of like bugs and mechanics and some things that felt great the first time, but maybe ten years later didn't hold up. You have the floor, good sir. Let's talk about magic in Skyrim. Oh, what are your thoughts on it? It is beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Like flames, sparks, you know, frost coming out of your hands, feeling like Elsa. Uh, (laughs) Let it go. (laughs) It's just like they took out, like, they gave you this whole platter, you know, like Thanksgiving dinner at grandma's. And then they're like, ah, here's what we had in Morrowind and Oblivion. Here's just, you know, the cranberry sauce. Have at it. They took, <laughs> a, they took away all customization uh, and just dealing with magic. It, the damage isn't there. You always just go to a stealth archer uh, just to deal major damage, unless you're playing novice, which is got to have a little bit of difficulty in your life i mean uh, i don't know about that um, yeah unless you're breaking the game uh with enchants and alchemy yeah. uh, try playing the game legendary at the end with just the perks and based armor or base armor probably gonna That's, die real quick yeah and then the master uh spells they take like you know 
longer than the load screen to, <laughs> after you die from trying to use it. Talk about spells that didn't age well. I think one of the other things that's bad about magic, and I agree with you too, like the spells are beautiful. Every time you shoot an ice spike into someone, it's extremely satisfying. Um, but isn't even like the magic armor, which is basically the robes mm-hmm. in, in vanilla Skyrim, all you get. And can you even enchant those? Because they already get them enchanted. You know, when you pick them up off the ground, even the novice ones, or what can you do? Yeah, you can disenchant them. Uh, okay. It's just a uh, magic reduction and uh, magic. Uh, uh, regeneration um i think there's a few of them that boost actually boost the damage but i think they actually came out in dragonborn dlc right so basically the archmage robes were the end all be all if you really wanted to you know harken down on just using magic yeah um i'm trying to play the game without mods right now and uh it's not fun. <laughs> no. Yeah, because I'm doing a full mage build, so like, not even using any weapons uh, besides bound weapons. Bound weapons are pretty cool, though. Yeah, they're they're cool. I like um, them. and I think the three base uh, upgrades you get from the conjuration uh, skill tree is deals more damage, and I think they last longer. And then you can uh, harvest people's souls with it. Oh, yeah, like using soul trap on an elf or a wolf to uh, get your conjuration up to 100, huh? Yes. <laughs> hey, it still works without the unofficial patch. Does it really? Yeah. Oh my God. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, for glitches, the biggest one I found out all on my own was the torch glitch excuse me I had a burp. did you actually find that out on your own or you yeah. sarcastic? oh nice yeah because i was kept on hitting sprint and then i was like oh shit i've been sprinting for like a minute now you know without... like something's off here why am i still sprinting and you can sprint backwards <laughs> i like that i like that idea very much uh is there anything else you want to talk about magic before we move on, I mean, the scrolls are the same as they are and always in every other Elder Scrolls game, um, but they still use the spells that you can get in the game yourself. So it's nothing that, you know, to freak out about. Um, you look like you want to say something else. Yeah. Um, if you're trying to like play a, uh, a spell sword, uh, somebody who has like combat and magic, you know, Oblivion did that right. Like you could have a sword and shield and still use magic the whole time. Yeah, uh, which I thought that was like the perfect mix because in Morrowind you had to you know take out your hands and cast a spell, but you know that's easy to switch around in Morrowind. It's just like a, a second to switch in between them. Yeah, would you say that Oblivion made magic more of a utility to go you know to be side by side with your combat, or that's oh, just how they did it? Oh yeah, I, I'd say. 100%. It was a utility to be used yeah. the whole time. Um, and then you could do the blocking glitch as well in Oblivion, where you just hold down the block and you cast it a few seconds faster. Yeah. Or milliseconds. After I get my smithing to 100, I might go back and play Oblivion. Too many games coming out this month, though. Oh my God. There's like 10. Uh, moving on to combat. Uh, combat is 
two-handed weapons, archery, sword and shield, where you can do one-handed, but there is, you know, blocking for your shield. Um, what else is there? That's it. Dual, dual oh, dual wielding, dual wielding. Thank you. Uh, what are your thoughts on the combat? Um, yeah, it, it's cool, but it felt slow. Too slow. Um, and I feel like the more powerful you get, uh, while being as powerful as the enemy. So, like, if you're like a level 100 and you're fighting a bandit on legendary, you're without those, uh, worked out weapons with enchanting and smithing, you're not going to do anything against them. Yeah. Uh, I actually agree with you. I think, I think the combat's fun, but I do agree with you that it is slow. And one of the things I was thinking about earlier today as I was driving around is, you know, when you upgraded your combat, especially like, you know, you're one handed in oblivion and you unlocked those other power attacks, you, you felt really stronger because some uh, power attacks knock the weapons out of the enemy's hands. Um, some do a paralysis, I think, type attack. It's like a spinning attack that could, act, uh, you know, paralyze them. I don't remember what it is. It's been a long time, but I remember I felt more of a reward from the Oblivion uh, level up system, essentially, than I do uh, Skyrim. The perks for the combat basically suck, in my opinion, in this game. Uh, you know, like one handed. You know, I mean, all of them. Every perk in the game is like, oh, this does 20% better. So sneak, alteration, all of them, they all have a 20% better. And you can do that, I think, four times or five times. Um, you know, one-handed, it's got some cool things where you do more damage or you can stun enemies, but it's it's just doesn't feel like you're actually doing that. I would honestly say, and I know to Alex is going to sound super biased, but besides blocking, you know, if it's fully upgraded, being moderately fun, uh, I think archery is probably the most well-grounded, like, level up and then perks going along with those that level up system in the entire game. I, I, I think archery really takes the cake, especially for combat. Like, I don't think there's any question about it. It feels really good, too. Even till this day, the archery feels um, good. And clearly... The development team saw how boring and uninspired it was in Oblivion, because in my opinion, it's it's pretty boring in Oblivion. And they completely did a whole 180 on that and made it the best thing in Skyrim. But I think the problem is if only like half of that effort was put into the rest of the combat skills, I can only imagine how much better Skyrim would be. Um, it, it's kind of unfortunate now that we look back at it. And, and this is where we can, we're going to hear us a lot saying this if you didn't expect it, but this is like the unfortunate thing when you think about Morrowind and you think about Oblivion, it's like, well, you did it better in those games. Like, why would you dummy it up so bad? And that's, that's the problem. I think with Skyrim as a whole, as much as I love the game, it's too much of a streamlined experience. And it really took a lot of the creativity out of the formula, I believe. Um, Alex, what are your, what are your thoughts on the rest of the combat? Is there anything else you want to, you know, talk about. Uh, well, I mean, Actually, you haven't talked yet, but <laughs> my bad. Uh, I just hate how they uh, took out like a lot of the skills for combat. You know, um, getting better at block or blunt, 
yeah, and then like you know just because you're good with the sword doesn't mean you know you're going to be good with a mace or um an axe in combat that's what i liked about marwan and oblivion you know there was a variety and uh, it made you feel a little bit more special as a uh character role playing through it like you know in oblivion you could be like oh i'm gonna be a you know a spell sword so you know sword and magic um whereas like this one is just like you're you're good with two-handed you know it doesn't mean if if it's a a little club all the way to you know a nice ebony sword you're gonna be right up there as long as you train smacking people (laughs) it's just um it's just so unfortunate that they decided to really cut themselves and their own creativity to gain a wider audience you know i think that you know a game that i think of that kind of did it well in my opinion and this is a completely different genre when i bring this up uh is rocket league it's a game that everyone can pick up but to master that game is extremely difficult. I mean, it is like ridiculous. If you watch some of the pros play that game, you're like, I can't do that. And I probably never will. But with Skyrim, I understand it's an RPG, but when you dumb it down the way they did, it's like, well, what about your players who have been here for a few entries like Alex? And then one entry myself, I played a little bit of Morrowind, but mainly Oblivion. And it's like, well, why don't you still reward the players who want to go that distance in terms of their skilling, the skills that they earn and the perks that they get too. So it's really unfortunate that they thought about making the, I don't know if they thought about it, but they, they clearly did it because it worked. They were more concerned with making the game more mainstream than more of a defined experience. Cause I can only imagine, I'm sorry, I can't imagine because there's mods that already prove it with all the perks that you can get from mods and all the other skills you can get from mods. I mean, mods, oh my God. The, the version of Skyrim you can play with like good mods, not goofy mods, but mods that like are creations that you wish the game had. Holy shit. <laughs> it's a, a very different game that I still think would have been extremely successful uh, for those hardcore fans. Uh, Alex, is there anything else you want to talk about with combat before we move on to skilling and skills? Uh, everything I need to talk about is in skilling and skills. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think skilling and skills, we're going to probably uh, glance over a little bit, but there was some things that we talked about yesterday in our, you know, when we're talking and that is like acrobatics being cut from the game. Uh, like you said a little bit ago, which I forgot blunt being cut from the game or athletics. So in Skyrim, you have one sprint speed, no matter what, where in oblivion, you, you ran at a certain pace but I think once you got athletics like 50 or 60, like your character was running and it, and it felt like you were running. You, you literally felt the reward of leveling up the skill. Uh, same thing with jumping too, or I'm sorry, acrobatics. And uh, swimming was in Oblivion, uh, I believe, right, Alex? Uh, it's part of athletics, but trains oh, are faster than running. Um, so it, they took away the attributes too. So like strength, willpower, intelligence, uh, agility, speed, luck, mm-hmm. uh, those all factored in to your skills as well. So like strength, if you had that with, you know, a master sword, you're going to do a lot of damage with sword. So they took out the attributes and multiple skills. 
Um, and you know, with skilling, it's just a, a giant grind in uh, Skyrim. Same with Oblivion, but your preferred skills, you uh, move up a lot faster. Those were your major. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's really unfortunate once you start talking about it. Like, you know, all the all the changes they made and the cuts that they made. So I don't know if like the cuts that were made or the like we're talking about the skills that were taken out and easily like completely simplified to where a, a normal player wouldn't even notice that the attributes don't even exist. Um, I wonder if that was like time constraints or just pure like, nope, this is the game we want to ship. So go ahead, Alex. Maybe. I, I think they were just trying to go with the new direction, uh, make it more accessible to everybody. Because like in Oblivion, uh, in Fallout 2, you know, you you start out with your set attributes and then you try to, I guess, metagame as much as possible, try to get to the top, uh, like max skills and everything. It's hard to do. And, you know, one little... Uh, cut of a sword will level you up wrong and then there goes your whole build uh, what I'd like to see uh, you know in future installments maybe have attributes and you can level up your attributes every time you get more skill levels but make it a, a reward system to go out and not grind uh, grind everything like you know, I, I got 10 more levels with the sword and then I get my next perk point. It shouldn't be like that. You should be like doing quests and like, you know, part of the quest gives you a little perk point that you can spend on, uh, uh, let's say your sword, like, oh, you get this special maneuver. Uh, you can spend a perk point on that, but maybe I want to spend it on like this heavy armor port, uh, perk over here. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had my mic muted because I had a burp. <laughs> no one needed to know that, but I shared it anyways. Um, well, we have a lot to talk about, so we'll probably move on. But just to make it quick, what is your favorite skill? Could be anything in Skyrim. Or like, what is the one skill that if you were to play today, you know, mods or no mods, you still enjoy leveling up and, you know, adding your perks to once you level up? Oh, Conjuration. Conjuration. Nice choice. Yes. I'm a necromancer by heart. Um, I still got to go archery for mine, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Don't be a hater, bro. Why don't you just say sneak in archery? It's Because, yeah, that's true. Sneak is like right there, man. Um, so it was later added in an update after uh, Vanilla Skyrim was released. And we kind of already touched on movement, so we don't. Have to, I really don't think we have to do that again, unless you want to add something to it. But what are your thoughts on the horses and the horse combat? So horse combat was the up, updated feature later added. Uh, I like riding the horses sometimes. Um, and with conjuration, you get Arvac from the Dawnguard DLC. Uh, Is it Dawnguard or Dragonborn? Dawnguard. Oh, okay. I should say it's, it's yeah. when you're in the Soul Cairn. You get the skull of Arvac. Got it. Um, but I never really use it because I, I got the torch glitch. <laughs> Stupid. Well, that's the problem too. Is like their excuse was that the horses in in Skyrim because it's a frozen wasteland are more 
uh, tough and brutal than horses you'd find in Cyrodiil. This is something they actually do say. You can probably find a YouTube video of it. So they're not as fast as horses in Cyrodiil. Well, I don't know if it's them being trying to make it canon, you know, make it lore-centric, but the horses in this game are slow as fuck. So what Alex said sometimes is the best way to describe how we use horses. However, if you do a lot of combat, if you have enough arrows, I won't lie, the ranged combat can be pretty fun on the back of a horse. <laughs> There's some Lord of the Rings moments I've had on the back of a horse, to put it simply. You know, when a Nazgul's chasing them, you know, on the open field, I had a dragon chasing me instead. So, you know, pretty dope. I don't want to brag too much, but. That should have been a skill, horse combat. <laughs> I don't even know what you would do with that. Like, what perks do you even add for that? Like, auto aim? I don't know. <laughs> Your horse moves 5% faster than sprinting speed. Oh, that would be nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> five perk points into this yeah pretty much is there anything you want to talk about with movement or do you think we touched on that enough? i think we touched on that so we're going to move on to i think we covered mechanics very well by the way that was nice uh we're going to talk about world exploration and this is something we were kind of uh, diving into yesterday is uh regions and cities so i think the regions in the game are cool you know i do like the the biomes that are in the game that you get to explore I do wish there was a little bit more of a dry area out there. You know, it is nothing but forest greenery and frozen wastelands. Like that is literally it. So if that is not your thing, good luck playing Skyrim. Um, so Alex, what are your thoughts on the regions and cities? Because my thing is on the cities and I discussed this with you yesterday, besides white run and solitude, I fucking hate the cities in this game. So what are your, what are your thoughts, man? Um, well, three of them, actually four of them, you can't even consider cities. Or more towns, because um, what Markarth, Solitude, Whiterun, Windhelm, and Riften are the only cities. Yeah, and there's no cool kingdoms; they're just little cities. And I feel like any bandit fort you can go up to, they could take over one of those cities. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Like um, one of the places we were both going to in our playthroughs yesterday was uh, Dongar, or I'm sorry, Dawnstar. Like Dawnstar is the most glorified town if I've ever seen one. Yeah. Um, and like, what are your thoughts on that though? Like, did it bother you a lot or is it just me? Or like, am I in the minority there? Or? Um, I mean, yes, it bothers me, but due to the limitations of uh, hardware, like this say, uh, disk space and everything it makes sense that they had to probably downscale because they probably had a bigger city in mind kind of like imperial city having that much going on but that's just too much dialogue and too much space yeah i don't remember i think it's oblivion right where they cut like most of their dialogue just to mm -hmm. actually make the game work. We yep. have literally like tens of thousands of dialogue just to make the game be uh, playable on the 360. That's uh, pretty fucking crazy. Um, what are your thoughts on the regions? So you have the forest, the, you know, the grass, open grass plains, uh, the mountains, uh, frozen hellscapes, basically. You know, what, are, what are your thoughts on glaciers, that? Glaciers. Um... Glaciers. Uh, Solstheim, by the way, was like a dream come true for me. It was like a completely different biome. I should make sure I say that. Sorry. Yeah, it was in Morrowind too. 
Yeah. Right. And then also, I'm sorry, I did ask you a question, but before I forget, also the places you explore in Dawn Guard were pretty dope too, where you go to get Ariel's bow. I think it's the um, Frozen Veil. The Frozen Veil. Yeah. Thank you. I enjoyed that too. Yeah. Uh, my favorite place is Morthal because it's a swamp. Um, totally <laughs> fits my necromancer, Breton or Dark Elf vibe. Yeah, it does. Uh, but they're, they're beautiful. I mean, especially when you get like the HD mods and everything. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't compare to sitting on top of a mountain up here in Washington, but uh, it's still beautiful. It's, I mean, it's a pretty good replacement if that's all you got. Yeah, it, it's not bad. There are moments in this game, even because I'm not playing with mods because I still want to earn achievements. There are moments in the vanilla special edition that they released that are still stunning to this day. So I, I agree with you there. Uh, one of the next things I want to talk about, and it's something that we both hold dear, apparently, from what we were talking about yesterday with Oblivion, um, is the dungeons in Skyrim. You know, we have the caves, the Dwemer ruins, and, you know, some of the, you know, structures in the Frozen Vale. Um, there's no Aelid ruins in this game. And believe it or not, that is something I missed. Uh, but what are your thoughts on, like, the caves and the Dwemer ruins? Oh, and I... Jesus, I keep forgetting about this. I'm so sorry. The underground with the um Black Reach. Yeah, thank you. That's a dope ass environment too. It's cool, but I feel like that's like all dungeons leads to that place too. <laughs> um that's what made me think about it is dungeons, yeah. Yeah. My problem with the dungeons in Skyrim, uh, it's just like it's the same repetitive thing over and over. Same thing with Oblivion. Um I feel like they just made a tool and they didn't handcraft anything. They just fine-tuned it once they hit, you know, enter, 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 enter. Oh, that looks like a good dungeon. All right, let's fine-tune this one. Um, There's no love, I should say. And then the main villain kind of thing with all the dungeons, like, oh, I got a backdoor exit on every single dungeon. Let's not trek back and see anything we forgot. <laughs> yeah, that's the 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 fucking door leading to the entrance that you just walked in is beyond annoying, in my opinion. Uh, I think the Draugr, since you fight them so much in these ruins, are so uninspired. Yeah, they're so uninspired and annoying. It made you miss zombies really quick and whoever else they had in Oblivion, which I draw a blank. Uh, I think the thing about Oblivion, Alex, is that even though they kind of did the same thing in Oblivion, they were just different enough where, like you said, a little bit more handcrafted, where you felt like a different artist would go into each dungeon and add their little bit of flavor to it, whether it was enemy spawns, rewards where they're located, uh, the Aelid ruins, they never felt as exactly the same, you know, they always felt just different enough to explore all of them. And one of my Oblivion playthroughs, I did explore every single dungeon possible in that game. So, Well, I mean, like with Oblivion, you know, it just wasn't Draugr and Skeletons. Like you had Ghosts, will o um, uh, uh, Race. Some, some Daedra. Lich. Yeah. Liches. And yeah, it, look at the Undead list versus Skyrim's Undead list <laughs> on Oblivion. I'm afraid to do that. Yeah, and same with the Dramora. I mean, you'd see a lot of oh, Dramora. Uh, thank you. Uh, Daedric, uh, Clenfears, uh, 
Marwin had Ogrims, uh, the Daedros. You know, there's a lot of variety versus uh, I don't, you barely see any Daedra besides uh, Atronox. That's about it. Yeah. Um, I, like I said at the beginning, I love Skyrim, but man, the dungeon, the dungeons in this game are horseshit compared to previous titles. I would say the dungeons are almost as unexcusable as how much they dumb down skilling and leveling and all the combat, all the skills in the game. I think those two can actually be my two biggest critiques for this uh, game. Uh, we already touched on it, but if you have anything else to say, now would be the time is enemies. I already uh, kind of made my piece. Do you want to talk about dragons? Oh, fuck. I put it towards the main quest line, but I feel like we can squeeze Let, it in here. Yeah, let's do that now. So I thought, you know, based off the trailers that we were going to have like these epic battles when you even come across a dragon shrine, which would have a thum, which is one of the shouts for the dragonborn. It's where you can do these vocal magic spells, basically, which are also like the magic spell book. Very boring and basic. Um besides unrelenting force and a couple others um i thought they were climatic they were climatic for the time in 2011 but 10 years later i gotta tell you the dragons in skyrim are fucking stupid alex what are your thoughts after the first 20 you kind of get annoyed with them this is like the dawn guard dlc where like they added a little bit of spice in there. You know, you're walking across that giant frozen lake and like two fucking pop out at you. That was pretty dope. Yeah, I always love that fight scene. Like that's, but like when you see a fucking dragon like flying around and then they kind of like somebody like no clips it and like starts dragging it in <laughs> Microsoft Paint yeah. towards you. <laughs> you're like, all right, come on, let's do this. And then they fucking fly away when they're almost dead. Yeah, they'll fly away when they're almost dead. Or if you do get them, you know, pretty weak right away, they'll fly and hit the ground. But the animation for them hitting the ground like makes no fucking sense in terms of like what it skips through. Just to, <laughs> it's so bad. And like I said, I understand at the time that this was revolutionary, but man, I wish they could have just done a little bit more with like a special edition update or something. Yeah, or they're like they're like oh sweet like you're a melee character they're finally coming and then they like land a mile away and then as soon as you like get to them they're like all right see you yeah dude it's so bad they they do that or they like land on the ground for a second and then they're like all right that's too much (laughs) yeah they uh god dude playing leonard skinner freebird (laughs) (laughs) um you know speaking of dragons before we move on is well later in dragonborn they added the thum to tame dragons and ride on them can we talk about how in my opinion the the tame a dragon shout is about as ludicrous as horse armor dlc yeah it's pretty stupid it's pretty fucking dumb it was so cool for like three seconds and then you're like wait that's it like they hyped it up so hard in the end of the trailer for Dragonborn. Yeah, I got I got to fly them uh, during the cutscene for the main quest line, so that was good enough for me. Oh yeah, you do technically, yeah, on uh, Odovarin or something like that. I think I did it once on the original 360. That's one of my achievements I never got. 
Oh, I think I have it. But yeah. yeah. I thought it was cool in theory, but in execution, it's pretty fucking trash. It's actual dog water. Um, so is there anything else about dragons that you want to add? Nope. Yep. Nope. They look cool. I love them, but I also really, really hate them. And as much as I want them to come back in Elder Scrolls 6, they cannot come back if they do anything like this. Um, next up, we're going to talk about factions. Uh, a very tough segment coming up, I think. Um, thankfully, we're starting off strong. Alex, what are your thoughts on the companions? Watered down <laughs> fighters guild. Yeah what, yeah, what are your thoughts on the watered down fighters guild in the, oh, in the region of Skyrim? Uh, werewolf thing is cool, but like you walk in there and you know, you punch a guy. I think of the playthrough I was just doing. It was Nazim. I went over and slapped him in the face. Like, oh, okay. companions are here. Go oh, back, companions are here. Go back, and they're like, oh, let's go find a piece of Wolfred. It was my great, 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 great father's axe when we were racist and killing elves. Oh. And I'm like, sign me the fuck up. So we go there, <laughs> and then, like, I, I wouldn't join the companions if I knew they were all furries. Uh, you know, it's just way too quick on the werewolf kind of thing. Yeah. Like, it... what the thing they did right with the Oblivion Fighters Guild is like you're going up against the Blackwood Company, uh, competing mercenary guild uh, in Cyrodiil. Even though and, that's moderately convoluted, it still is better. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you hear hints of a Blackwood company and then like, you know, it starts coming to fruition when you start rising up in ranks. Oh, they're killing off members. Oh, they're taking our jobs. Um, but it has a little bit better structure of the story. And then you can't uh, go rise up in the ranks. Well, rise up in the storyline without taking the werewolf blood, mm. the companions. Got it. Yeah, you know, I I liked Companions when it came out. I didn't mind it. That was one of the things we talked about yesterday too. Was like how how many of these things like throw you right into the mix of like the whole plot point like instantly by your second quest. You're to be finding out they're werewolves, and I think it's cool for what it is, but it kind of sucks too. I don't know. It's uh, it's so boring. Like the, the all the factions in this game are despicable. Besides, honestly, like Thieves Guild is probably the best in terms of questing. Um, I do like the companions the most for like who they are and stuff. I did enjoy it, but I think Thieves Guild has the best technical like quest line. Um, that's the one they put in the most work on. Yeah, you can tell for sure. That's without a doubt. Um, yeah, no, the companions is cool. I mean, I, I'm, I, honestly, everything Alex said is pretty much on point. Uh, Dark Brotherhood, we'll move on to that one. The Black Hand, I've been teasing that you know photo. If any of you got it, I appreciate you. Um, so the Dark Brotherhood was something that I really appreciated in Oblivion. I, I really, really enjoyed it as somebody, like I said, just playing like their first real RPG. I thought it was a cool quest line. There's a darker tone that I'm used to more of a good guy I'm over here being the dark brotherhood killing people it's pretty crazy um 
So I enjoyed that. And then with Lucy and the chance, just, just such a badass character. You sleep uh, rather soundly for a murderer. Yeah. He's just amazing. I really do love him. Sad what happened. RIP. Um, but this dark brotherhood is fucking God awful. It's like the suicide squad of Skyrim, like the cast of characters they have in here. I know they meant well with these characters, but all of them, I wish I could kill myself. I think almost all of them. Yeah. Besides Nazir. I think Nazir is the only like cool one. Like actually don't mind you talking right now. And then Babette, wish I could have killed her. She's actually like the only other one that survives. It's fucking great. Um, Cicero was annoying, but really great, uh, greatly voice acted though. Like I really enjoyed that. Um, it was cool killing him. Felt good. Um, Astrid really cool when she died. She was kind of annoying. Um, the night mother, great voice acting, but kind of annoying. Um, the quest line's dumb. Ultimately, it leads to you murdering the emperor emperor, but you're someone betrays you guys, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, um, it's honestly like a C-rated movie. It's pretty fucking bad. Uh, I just really didn't enjoy it. Um, like I said, I just finished The Dark Brotherhood in about a week. In this past week, I've been playing The Dark Brotherhood again. So 10 years later, I can tell you, not good. Uh, Alex, what are your thoughts on The Dark Brotherhood? Oh, my God. Oh, are you shit. saying Astrid is betraying you? And the person we killed, their son, is not going to betray us? <sighs> oh my goodness what a no, it, it sucks uh blade of will that they gave you absolutely reeks um shadow mirror shadow mirror is pretty cool um bubbling up from that black goo and that tar pit outside the fucking sanctuary yeah it's pretty cool. cool um but i don't use shadow mirror <laughs> he's sitting outside my house right now at the lakeview manor uh yeah what about the shrouded armor? You know, what, what were your thoughts on that? The gimp suit? Um, it's pretty yeah. bad. It's so yeah. bad. Feels like, like I'm going to a sanctuary of BDSM or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it. Yeah, it's not good, man. It's not good. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about, Dark Brotherhood? I mean, that one's... I, mean... Uh, I guess killing the whole lead up to the betrayal, like... Um, coming the master chef and like being able to fuck up the stew but like I, I don't i don't really get it like um the captain of the guard he's like all right we'll chase him out onto this bridge so he'll have to jump to his death or he'll have to face us it's like why <laughs> they could have just like busted into the kitchen with the whole legion like and stabbed me to death instead i have to do kill the emperor's uh body double <laughs> yeah and everyone in the room because i don't know about you but even the lady that i helped uh cook it with i killed everybody <laughs> so not only did everybody die in that room i killed the two guards on the bridge killed a few guards on my way out i went through the front door of solitude and then came back and killed everyone else at the end of the day so yeah it's just um the only redeeming part about it's not even redeeming. The only good part about the dark brother is actually leading up to talking to the emperor, talking to the emperor himself. And kind of like this whole like prophecy thing that he kind of feels where like he knows that he has to die, but his dying wish is for you to kill the person who put 
you know, the threat or the contract out on him. And I was like, that's pretty fucking cool. I don't know. I, and so I enjoyed killing the dude. I forgot his name all of a sudden, but I enjoyed killing him. It was pretty great. I closed the door. I did it like total movie shit. I went into the inn, closed the door behind me. He gave the money and said, we never knew you see each other again. And I killed him right there. That's pretty dope. Yeah. I usually just burn him to death. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, moving on. We have the collage of Winterhold. Ugh. So the college of Winterhold, if you're unfamiliar, is the mages guild in Skyrim. Uh, one of the things you talked about earlier, which I had forgot uh, as of this recording, was the Sigic Order and the Eye of Magnus. Uh, there is some very cool moments in the Mages Guild, but ultimately I also think it's extremely just beyond underwhelming. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, Alex? Uh, well, the collage of Winterhold, um, cool in theory, but like all the characters, uh, Tolfdeer, Mirabel, um, and the uh, Savos Aaron, the, the Archmage, um, it, they just felt kind of lifeless, I'd say, and uh, throwaway characters, especially towards the end. I mean, you could say the same for, uh, I think it's Archmage uh, Traven from the Bolivian Mages Guild uh, questline, but he kind of sacrificed himself more than Savos Aaron. And once again, uh, betrayal. <laughs> uh, it's just not a good quest line. And knowing the Sigic Order could could have probably stopped it. But they're like, oh, no, but let's see how this pans out. <laughs> yeah, let's see how this plays out, guys. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, there's so much betrayal in the factions in this Skyrim, Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim, that I just, I don't fucking get it. That's some lazy writing, if you ask me. Now, who knew? Oh, the Thalmor are the baddies. Oh, no, he's going to use the Eye of Magnus for himself? Oh, my land. Who would have thunk? Never saw that coming. Once again, and, betrayal. Yeah. So... The redeeming factor of the factions in Skyrim is the Thieves Guild. And it's something I'm normally not interested in, but I always find myself enjoying it leading up to becoming a Nightingale and that whole fucking thing being like wild. Um, I enjoyed it. And the Nightingale armor is my favorite armor in the game besides Dragon. Uh, Alex, what are your thoughts on the Thieves Guild? Yo, Nocturnal, the Daedric Prince for the Nightingales, needs to learn how to lock her shit up telling you she's gotten her skeleton key stolen she's gotten her eye stolen and she's gotten the uh the gray fox uh cowl nocturnal damn stolen um but fucking up i I don't really like the nightingale part i do like the thieves guild like uh what is his name mercer yeah um fucking stealing everything with the skeleton key that was pretty cool and then um Giving him the cut scene where you're going for the eye of Thalmor, or the yeah, the eye of uh, Thalmor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that a uh, little bit, but it, it's the most quest or the quest line they worked on the most, and it's very so, apparent too when you play it. Yeah, 
they really wanted this to be a stealth game. I guess so, huh? With like mm-hmm. sneak and archery being so heavily focused on. It's Todd Howard is a sneaky guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those sweet little eyes, that beautiful yeah. man. Sneaks into your house during late at night. Jesus. You hear like him, you know, his soft-footed feet across your floor and you hear a little Skyrim level up sound and you just see sneak in the air and it slowly (laughs) vanishes and then he goes into your wallet pulls out your credit card or your dad's credit card and puts a Skyrim copy right there and he fucking sneaks out he actually (laughs) fast travels back to Bethesda, Maryland Yeah, (laughs) and Pete Hines follows up the next night with another copy of Fallout 76. Oh, so good. Um, yeah, would you say that the Thieves Guild, like, the, I'm sorry, the Nightingale part probably could have been, like, its own, like, like main quest, side quest type deal? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think so. It definitely takes a weird turn when you get to that part. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know, it's kind of like uh, the Companions. I don't know if you can say no and continue the quest line um but i feel like you have to join them pretty sick fucking love it damn i love being a nightingale so let's talk about another thing that was cool the first time i did it but i'm not really looking forward to doing it again the civil war quest line the imperial legion versus the storm of cloaks the the uh, the locals of Skyrim, the Stormcloaks. Um, so the whole point of the Civil War is, you know, Yarl Ulfric used his tongue, I guess, or his doom, doom to kill who? Uh, the last... Um, the High... Uh, I think it's the High Fane. I always forget his name, but he's in solitude. His wife took over. Uh, but yeah. Jarl Frick uses his doom to, um, in a battle uh, for High Fane or High King because he's uh, going against the Imperial Doctrine, um, the white gold concordat uh, between the Thalmor and the Imperial Legion. Yeah. Uh, so he's basically saying no to that and starting a revolution. betrayal <laughs> yeah but more, more betrayal i was like i was like uh, alex you got something else to say there um yeah so that happens and basically it starts the civil war and you can choose a side pretty early in the game and i always choose the imperials because pff, i play an imperial come on now um it sucks yeah it's pretty bad it's uh pretty rough and then you have to hear uh fucking legate whatever her name is, won't shut the fuck up. I don't even think she dies either. I think she has the opportunity to die at the very end, but she's annoying. Can kill, I think you can kill her and uh, General Tullius uh, at the end of the quest line. Um, oh, okay. Because you can kill uh, Ulfric and I think his name is Storm Storm something. Yeah, his like second in command, who's like yeah. Legate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically you take over towers, you know, that the opposition claims and you do go in there with a few Imperial soldiers, but it never feels like, it feels more like 
a bunch of spec ops missions more than an actual like war where there's like thousands or at least like hundreds of NPCs on the field. Obviously, because of technical limitations, they probably couldn't do anything like what we would have wanted, but it still kind of sucks what we got. But Alex, what are your thoughts on like this little war? Um, I mean, the white run part is pretty cool. Uh, but like, it didn't feel like a battle. It felt like another skirmish. Yeah, I would say white run, and when you actually storm one of the capitals, are probably like the two best parts of the entire. Yeah, I guess it's more of a war of attrition. Yeah, it's like guerrilla warfare, right? Like it's very much. Yeah, I, I maybe they're basing it off the Vietnam War. You know, it wasn't like full scale battle. Uh, it was more like guerrilla fighting in the forest. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, I think you see that like a few times. You'll see Stormcloak and Imperial Legion people fight each other. Yeah, but that's just more gold for my pocket. I just watch them all die. Jesus Christ. And then, I, then I raise them up. Over the dead. Uh, just, they'll see me looking over their brethren, casting soul trapped on a hundred. Yeah. It's not good. It's fun. I recommend it to everybody. If you haven't done it once in your entire lifetime, please go do it. But it needed to be heavily improved on. Yeah. And like if you're playing the Civil War and you already chosen your side, I feel like if you weren't taking over forts, you know, the opposing faction starts taking them over and kind of like nudges you into actually taking back some forts or, um, you know, like go assassinate this person. Um, I think like the only uh, side quest is finding the helm. Uh, I forget the helm's name. I forget the name, but I remember what you're talking about now. Yeah. There's like some artifact, some Nordic artifact. Yeah, and then you have to go kill Draugr, too. <laughs> I think it's Necromancers and Draugr in that dungeon while you're they're fighting each other. And the Draugr are like the most boring fucking enemies to fight. <laughs> That's literally what they sound like. You know how many people are going to get like a Vietnam flashback <laughs> send effect? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, moving on to the main quest. We are almost done with this episode. I'm excited to continue this. The main quest, uh, I love it. I actually don't have much against it. One of the things we did talk about, though, so I do I have one thing against it, is that the part in the main quest where you have to rally every single leader of every hold to a roundtable meeting, like it's King Arthur, to do a uh, ceasefire, essentially, until the dragonborn finishes his business and stops Alduin, the world eater, from destroying Skyrim. Um, yeah, Just I think do the rest Civil of... War quest and you avoid that whole thing. Is that a thing? Yeah. No. Yes. Fuck. Dude, now I gotta make a new character. Like, that sounds like it'd be really fun to experience it that way, knowing that, like, yeah, Ulfric's already dead, motherfucker. Son of a bitch. All right. Well, well I go. mean, like, if the opposing side is already dead, there's no need for a ceasefire. No, I know that. I'm not stupid. Bandits, stop killing each other. Yeah. No, I know that. Like, I'm not stupid about, you know, if they couldn't get their skilling in combat and dungeons and dragon animations right, you know, maybe they couldn't even get, like, a like a thing to trigger that notion that 
oh, Ulfric's already been slain. We don't need to worry about that quest. So I didn't even know that. Um, what do you think of like Alduin and fighting him in Sovereign Guard and like everything that leads up to that with Parathumax and the blades, you know, and the Thalmor? Like, what are your thoughts on that? I hate doing the blades quest lines. Okay. Um, I hate dealing with the gray beards. It's just uh, okay. What do you like? I mean, Sovereign Guard was pretty cool, but it was amazing. That the last fight was like kind of dumb. Another dumb, typical dragon fight. <laughs> yeah, like with like a couple NPCs. He that just do shouts. He's like, oh, "Meteor Storm!" It's like a fucking Pokemon battle. I'm yeah. like, "Go Storm, Atronach!" And it's like, fucking blast him. And I'm just like, "Get the fuck down!" And like, all the ones like, "All right." Calm down. I'm landing. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to land in now. You can stop doing that shouting. Oh, my God. Um, I enjoyed it. What did you think of, like, Parathumax and, you know, everything that happens with him? And He's the, the only redeeming factor. I really enjoyed him as a character. Yeah, and then the Blades can go fuck off. Yeah, as I say, did anyone kill him? Like, Yeah, yeah. With, you know? Bella Delphine. Uh... <laughs> Who? Delphine. Yeah, but you said something like, isn't that a different character? Like, isn't that a real person, Bella Delphine? Yeah, like, that yeah. sounds familiar. Who is that? <laughs> you could look her up. <laughs> that's the that's the that's the TikTok girl, right? Who's like that's oh. the that's the only fans. Um... That's her name, right? Yeah. Okay. That, I was like, why did that sound so familiar? Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, Delphine and the other dude, the last two remaining blades, suck. And it's really a shame because I feel like they shit on the blades, which I love being a part of in, um, you know, Oblivion. Once again, Oblivion. I just need to go play a fucking Oblivion, bro. Um, yeah, Parathumax was amazing. Odavine was amazing. Or whatever his name is. The dragon that you basically get as your Odevine, companion. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is Odavine, right? Um, he's, he's badass. He's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, the respect you get from certain dragons because you are the dragonborn is actually pretty dope. But I think it's literally like two or three. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I wish it would be like the Greybeards don't know where all the wards of power are. Um, that radiant quest that they keep on giving you that usually breaks uh, halfway through all the wards of power. I feel like, you know, while you're fighting a dragon, it like stops the combat and does dialogue. And they're like, this is where a war of power is. And like, I respect you, Dova King. And fly off and fuck off. And then you can shout at them, and beat their ass again, and steal their soul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do wish the dragons were more fleshed out. Not just their animations, but yeah, you know, actually talking to them as a dragonborn. Um, and that's something I've never, I, I've probably thought about it, Alex, but I've never really like, like talked about it, I don't think. And yeah, it's almost like the dragons could have been their own faction, you know, someone to learn from and gain respect from. And maybe they teach you how to make armor from their fallen, you know, comrades, right? I don't know. They're just, I feel like there is a lot more they could have done with the dragons now that we talk about it. And damn, I'm sad. Yeah. And you should be able to join Alduin. Why can't we ever have a bad storyline? Or when a dragon break occurs, like a split yeah, section in time. Yeah. Uh, kind of like in Daggerfall, you know, there's, I think there's five different endings. 
Yeah, you know, I kind of. Then they couldn't explain it to Morrowinds. They're like, oh, Dragon Break. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> like, that's it, guys. Everything happened, kind of. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, like there's no mod. I mean, as far as I know, I'm pretty sure it does exist. But there's no like major mods out there either that really add to the experience that you can have with dragons. And most of the mods I see are more combat focused where they add variety and bigger ones. I mean, the giant dragon mods fucking terrifying, especially with the animations that they have. Oh my God. <laughs> um, so Alex, I think that's a major critique actually. And I, I really like what you said. And I wish dragons were more influential towards the char- uh, the player experience as you are able to communicate with them. Cause the times that you do communicate with them, it's actually pretty fucking fun and it's a very enjoyable experience. So it's, um, it's kind of a shame that they didn't expand on that further. And I feel like no one's ever really talked about that. Like you just did. So. Yeah. And I feel like Parthenax should have like radiant quests after you uh, bitch slap Alduin death. Uh, Maybe. Uh, No, we killed him. He's dead. No, he's not. You don't absorb his soul, do you? So he just gets sent back in time again to the Elder Scroll? No. No, He's the embodiment of Akatosh. Oof. Son of a bitch. So dragons might be coming back. Dragons are coming back. Alex confirmed it right here, everyone. Uh, Look, Alduin's not dead. Oh my god. Yeah, you don't take his fucking soul. Nope. Uh, but ahead. like Parth- Parthenax gives you like radiant quests, like, you know, tracking down some uh, some dragons and like teaching them the ways of the voice. The ways of the Thum Dragon Yo. or Dovakin. Yo, I'm Dovakin, my homie Parthenax, second lieutenant of Alduin, <laughs> uh, Alduiner. Uh, why don't you come up on this throat of the world and chill? Yeah, I'm smoke some skooma. Ass, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there anything you want to talk about with dragons in the main quest before we move on? Um, Dernavir. It's pretty cool. Yeah, he's from Dragonborn, right? Yeah. No. Dern- Dern- um, yeah. Dongard. Is he? Yes, he's in the Salt here. He's the one you do meet in the Soul Karen, right? Yeah. Like the only one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you are allowed to summon him as well, just yeah. like Arvok. Got it. Isn't there another dragon that befriends you in Dragonborn? Yeah. Oh. Uh, or you just have to fight him on him. Top no, you, you submit him. You Got like it. RKO him. Because he's like, <laughs> you like bitch. You like RKO him. <laughs> yeah, you submit him. Watch out, watch out, watch out. Here comes Randy Orton slithering in. <laughs> watch out, watch out, watch out. Okay, yo. Uh, before you move on to side quests, well, what is your favorite Daedric quest? Like one specific quest you have to choose. Hmm. You already know what mine's going to be, so I don't want to go yet. I like uh, Pure Rights quest for Spellbreaker. Nice. Um, everybody's like throwing up on each other near Markhart, so you have to go stop that. Like, you got to give them the COVID vaccine or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's throwing up on them on each other. I'll go help them. Brought to you by Pfizer. <laughs> <laughs> 
vaccinate yourself now. Um, yeah, no, that, that's a pretty dope quest. Um, is that like a quest you enjoy doing though every time? Like it's something that you, you look forward to doing on a playthrough or is it just like something that you remember the most? Uh, I remember the most. All of them are kind of, I guess Hermaeus Mora. I like that one too. That's a good one. I Hermaeus Mora. <laughs> I forgot how well you do that shit. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to be mortified when I play Dragonborn here in a couple of weeks. That's going to be horrible. I've been watching you, my champion. <laughs> Your progress is most easy. <laughs> uh, for anyone who's made it this far and is listening, go check out uh, Hermes Mora on Skyrim and you'll go, wow, Alex really did a really good impersonation there. <laughs> yes, he did. Um. I'm gonna go with a. Uh, well, are you are you good with that quest or? Yeah. Okay. Uh, mine is no surprise at all. It's to get Dawnbreaker, which is the quest for Prince Meridia, Daedric Prince Meridia. Um, I the quest is cool. It's something crazy. I don't remember it. I just love the fucking weapon. I mean, the weapon is, um, once again, you know, for vanilla Skyrim, no mods. I thought, you know, as a 360 player, I thought that weapon was really cool. If you kill the undead, if it's enchanted, it does like an AOE explosion in the area, and it's just dope as fuck to watch. And if you glitch it, you can get two Dawnbreakers, which I always do every playthrough. So, cool. As a Necromancer, it's my least favorite weapon. Yeah, and that'd be a weird weapon for you to get, right? Like, well, this is conflicting. Uh, Unless, like, you know, undead, like, steps out of line and they need a spanking. (laughs) Kill them with Dawnbreaker. They'll yeah. blow up real quick. My, my problem with all the Daedric quests is they all call you their champion. It's like, okay, I did all all the Daedric quests. Which which fucking level of oblivion is my soul going to? Or am I getting split? <laughs> Dude, right? Oh my god. Yeah, there. That's a that's a that's a tough one. Um, side quests. So I forgot to pick one out. So I'm kind of going off the cuff. I. I remember my first time doing it and, and just knowing that I enjoyed it. I couldn't tell you the details, but I chose a uh, Mirun's razor. Which is a Daedra quest. Fuck. Mirun's Dagon. Yeah, I know it's a Daedra quest. I just meant side I quest. mean, they're all side quests, uh, kind of. Uh, no, that's okay. You go ahead. I'll, I'll choose another side quest. Uh, well, mine's from Dawnguard. It's uh, Lost of the Ages. It's a, you explore this giant ass cavern and you try to, uh, it's a giant Dwemer ruin and you're trying to track down uh, Ethereum, a rare uh, mineral that the Dwemer used to make powerful artifacts. And um, you can choose, once you're done with the finding all the Ethereum and uh, and uh, unlock it uh, and go down to the Ethereum forge, there's uh, three items you can choose to build. The shield, the Ethereum shield, it's like a Daedric, or not Daedric, a Dwemer shield, but like with neon blue Ethereum in it. Yeah. And then, uh, so like when you do a power smack, you uh, they become, I think it's called Eternal or something like that, Eternal, where like they can attack or you can attack them for 15 seconds. And then there's the spider control rod, 
where you get to control a uh, a uh, Dwemer spider. And then there's the Ethereum crown mixed with uh, the circlet and the magehood uh, robes. Yeah. Um, it's like a, just a circlet, um, but it lets you have two standing stone powers at the same time. Very cool indeed. Uh, I chose the House of Horrors, and it's basically because it was kind of creepy to play back in the day. Of course, I had to look this up, so I can't tell you everything about it, but I do remember that it just being a different experience than you were used to in that game so far. Um, and, uh, well, that's pretty much it. Yeah. The other one I can think of that I saw right now is when you're hired as a mercenary. Well, it's a mercenary for hire in Dragonborn when you're meant to stop pirates who would call themselves the blood horkers and it's stopping um, supply from Solstheim to winter or Windhelm. Um, so basically the dragonborn has to take out the pirates. That was a cool little side quest. Um, there's a ton of other ones out there that I've done. I just can't tell you offhand. Um, unfortunately, it seems like the Daedric quests are my favorite, which is fine, but I, I don't really remember much right yeah, now. House of Horrors is a Daedric quest. Bullet ball. That it is. <laughs> God damn it. I knew it. <sighs> Anyways, apparently Ryan just likes Daedric quests. So um, that's actually pretty funny. Yeah, it is fucking. It's, you have to sacrifice something for a Moloch ball to get his mace. Son of a bitch. Anywho, moving on. Um, is that all you got for side quests? Yeah. We're in the home stretch here. And I didn't do any trivia. Fuck my life. Um, let's just talk about whether or not we liked it and our maybe our favorite parts and maybe some shortcomings for the DLC expansions of Skyrim. Uh, first up is Dawn Guard. Um, honestly, I love it all around. I, I really can't think of anything I don't like. And of course, Ariel's bow is one of the coolest weapons in all of Skyrim. So, you know. You shoot yep. an arrow, a sun hollowed arrow into the sky, and the sun shoots out bugged <laughs> sun rays on enemies in the surrounding area. Doesn't even matter if it's a passive NPC, they're gonna die. It's pretty dope. I mean, if it's a human character, I think they're fine, but like even foxes who don't attack you die. It's pretty great. Um, Alex, what's your thoughts on Dawn Garden? Do you have any critiques on it? Or um I love uh becoming a vampire because fuck the Dawn Guard. Fuck you. Uh, their shitty ass weapons and everything doesn't have any match for my fucking wow. fangs or talons uh, as a vampire lord. But that fucking fight with Harkin, if you're uh, at the end, mm-hmm. oh, it's so tits. Uh, it's a dope fucking, fight, man. Yeah, like he's like going in between platforms and everything. And you, you know, if you're a melee character, it's kind of the uh, dragon dilemma, except you don't have a shout to make him stop. <laughs> yeah uh but getting his uh katana it's like fucking edgelord paradise right there you know you get a katana you're like a master vampire and then like you can turn into a bat cloud and you're like put your fucking uh hands to your nose and do like some naruto sign and like turn into a swarm of bats (laughs) yeah it it's pretty cool what they did for the vampires though the dlc just as much as they did the skill line for the werewolves um 
I do think the vampires really got some recognition that they needed for those players who liked being them. The vampire lord's very fucking cool. Um, I like the frozen veil. Like you said, lost to ages. You go into the what again? The Dwemer ruins. Dwemer ruins. And that's fun too. The weapons, the Dawn Guard armor, the vampire armor even is cool. Um, uh, his daughter, who's like your companion throughout the thing. Serena. Um, Serena, she's pretty dope. Um, getting armored trolls as companions is pretty cool if you're a Dawn Guard. I think they're pr- practically useless, but they're cool. Um, the yeah. Dawn Guard castle is cool. I just like the idea of this DLC quite a bit that this was happening in the side, the sidelines of Skyrim, essentially. Um, Go, going but, into the Soul Cairn. Yeah, Soul Cairn was very cool. You can see Arvok running around. And if you get a skull, like Alex said, you can summon him outside of Soul Cairn. Same thing with Dunavir, who's a dragon you find in there as well. Um, the realm is very cool. The Soul Cairn is very cool. Um, I liked it, yeah. man. I, it's a good DLC, man. I mean, wasn't this like 10 or 15 bucks back in the day, too? Like Dragonborn was 20. Yeah, I think but it was Dawn 15, Guard, 15 bucks. Yeah, it's like 10 or 15 bucks. And I just think the content for that 10 or 15 bucks is pretty strong. Um, I'm very, very happy with Dawn Guard. Um, for anyone just now listening to this and they haven't played Skyrim before, but you plan on picking it up because it's on Game Pass and the up- anniversary update comes out in two or today as you're listening to this. Um, they were both 20 bucks. Oh, I'm sorry. They were both 20 bucks. Dawn Guard and uh, Hearth Homes, probably 10 bucks then. Five bucks. Oh, five bucks, as it should be. Um, you know, uh, Dawn Guard was great. And I love it. So if you make a new playthrough, if you get to level 10, you can just go do Dawn Guard instead of the main quest, which is what I did on the Xbox One version. I just got to level 10, got Dawnbreaker, and then uh, did Dawn Guard. And it's very fun to choose that. And you can also do Dragonborn at level 10. Uh, next up is Hearth and Home. And then Marriage was also added into this where you can marry certain characters in the game. And you can adopt kids as well. You can create your own wings in the house. You can have a smelter in the house. You can have a blacksmith. You can be a blacksmith. There is the possibilities were not limitless, <laughs> but depending on what character you were, there's probably something you can build for a house that you would you can enjoy very much. Um, you know, Lydia, the house Carol from excuse me, uh, Light White Run. She will be at your house. I have Ayla, the huntress from the Companions. She's my wife right now. Um, you know, she starts running a shop that you can earn money from. Um, it's it's a pretty dope DLC. Honestly, like a lot of people were pretty upset with this back in the day, which is kind of funny when you look at the video game industry where we're at now versus what people bitched about 10 years ago. Because uh, as Alex said, this is five bucks. And I think for five bucks, that this is worth it. If it was any more than five bucks, though, I don't know. But Alex, what are your thoughts on this uh, DLC that I wish was more of an update than a DLC? uh hearth and home was cool i just didn't appreciate how much of a grind you had to go into like uh and then you had to spend so much gold getting the sawn logs fucking trying to find glass goat horns um iron you needed so much iron for everything uh, iron nails iron fittings iron locks or in uh, uh hinges and everything by the end you're like spending thousands and thousands of uh gold i mean which is good for end game because you have so much money but uh it's just like a lot of grind um i wish they would have had more like 
cryptic homes, like where it was kind of like, I don't know, like a, a cave dwelling, kind of like uh, how they did in Oblivion uh, with all four of their uh, homes. Like you had a uh, home per kind of faction. Like if you were a fighter's guild or companion guy, you had like a warrior's hall or a freaking castle. And then, uh, you know, if you were a vampire dark brotherhood, you had the vile sanctum. It was basically just a cave and then a dark hole in the ground. Thieves Guild, it was like a pirate's kind of uh, thief and um, vagabond kind of area. It's like two ships parked in a cave. Yeah. Uh, and then mages uh, got the Frostcrag Spire. And it was basically a giant tower that had teleports to all the yeah. uh, the mages guild in the uh, game besides Kavach. R.I.P. Uh, yeah, dude, the Frost Crags Fire is no joke, and the Battlehorn Castle is wonderful. And those were only a couple bucks back in the day, weren't they? Like they were literally like they weren't five bucks; they were like a few bucks, I think. Uh, I could tell you here in a second. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think that it, there's a lot more that could have been done for five bucks. Uh, it was definitely a grind. You're not lying, man. I um, I've been playing it recently, and I was like, oh, I forgot how much iron I need for all this shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is a. Uh, I'm gonna be here for a while. Um, but. Did you did you like it overall, or you're like, well, obviously it's underwhelming because of what you could get in Oblivion. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I liked it, but it was just I just used it more for storage, and I never really uh, did the marriage thing or adopt kids. Yeah, uh, the kids I did when be- I was like super when I had over like two hundred thousand gold. They just come out to me and I'm like dad can i have some money and i'm like here's two thousand go buy like, some sugar and billy. blow oh yeah <laughs> get that booger sugar son Bookers and blow can't go wrong you know what i'm saying um all right our final dlc and then creation club anniversary trailer hopes for elder scrolls 6 we're almost there dragonborn um honestly i, I not trying to be lame here but Kind of like Dawn Guard, I loved the shit out of it. I loved it so much. I thought it was a massive improvement from Hearth, you know, Home and Hearthfire, whatever the fuck it's called. It's called Hearthfire, actually. Um, going from Hearthfire to Dragonborn was massive, in my opinion, um, because the, you know, the expectations were so low. What are your thoughts of Dragonborn, Alex? Oh, I love it. Um, going back to Soul's time uh, from the days of Morrowind, you see a bunch of. Uh, old uh, Morrowind. I wouldn't call them Easter eggs. It's just uh, well, for you they're old because you were a player in the game's timeline, and then now you're seeing some Easter eggs. Yeah, crypt. like seeing uh, uh, the witches of the Craven, or I think they're called Craven. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and then uh, Kagrid, the Frost Giant having to face him and then go back there and face his ghost was pretty badass. Um, seeing the house tell Vani there, Silt Strider is like a good, uh, good nudge. And then being able to see the red mountain fucking in the distance, just 
spewing out volcanic ash. It's just amazing. I think it paid a lot of homage to fans of Morrowind. I think they did a good job for what they, you know, provided, I'd say. Um, so obviously we talked about, you know, Merak, Merak a little, Merak? Yeah, Merak. We talked about him a little bit. Um, I like the quest line for him, but is there anything um, that you didn't like about Dragonborn or you wish they did different before we move on to something else? Um, yeah, once again, it felt a little quick. I mean, like the whole skull uh, village quest line was cool. Yeah. Um, and then Hermaeus Mora being the evil mastermind behind everything again. Uh, I really like that. Um, just, uh, wish I saw more Mirax intentions, um, maybe like bigger battles and everything, you know, I guess it was pretty cool doing the final battle up there, but I don't know. That felt underwhelming. It was a tad underwhelming and. I, I could see where you're coming from, where you can you would want more of his intentions to be shown, you know, or provided to the player. Um, yeah, I mean, I get that. That makes sense. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. yeah. Good. Uh, and then, like the aftermath, because you be basically become uh, Hermaeus Mora's little bitch, and yes. you can't complete the quest without joining Hermaeus Mora. So. I don't know. It, it's like you're dealing with the devil, but you have no choice against the devil. So, don't you think you could fool me, Mirak? <laughs> it's like thanks, but no thanks. Um, so, I'd like to move on to something that was added later on with the Skyrim Special Edition as we wrap this up. Um, the creation add ons. You know, what did you think about them being implemented and what are your favorite ones and what are the least favorite ones? Just those three things. And then we'll move on to the final part of the episode. Uh, my favorite ones, probably Knights of the Nine. Again, getting uh, the Divine Crusader armor. Could have been a little bit better. I feel like having to face like uh, old aliens again, that'd be pretty cool. Um, like Umriel's little henchman trying to sell him back, but realize he's not there anymore. That would have been cool. Um, getting the old weapons back; those are all cool, but I don't know, they're all kind of short. I, I would say I understood some of the frustration with you know Creation Club back then. I really like it. But I think the price for some of these quests is a little too much. Like you said, most of them are pretty short, like very, very short. Um, I, I think it could be expanded on and maybe we'll see that with the launch of the anniversary update. If they update, you know, the uh, um, the list of content that you're able to uh, look through and see what you want. Of course, you don't need any of this to enjoy your Skyrim experience, but there is stuff like you know, bat packs, um, elemental arrows, elemental robes, uh, some of the old weapons, like he said, from other games that were pretty badass to obtain. And that's pretty much what I use the mod for. I'm sorry, the Creation Club mods for 
there's a bunch of pets and shit that I haven't done. There's a ton of it I haven't done. Uh, there's some player homes they have too, and they're pretty shitty. I, I don't recommend them unless you get them for free. I think one of them I got for free, but I don't recommend them. Yeah, the house I always use is in Raven Rock from doing the quest line there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, helping out house veteran find some Hulu scum and destroying them. Yeah. And before, you know, before we, uh, move on to the anniversary trailer that was just released a few days ago. Um, do you hope to see Creation Club in future installments of Bethesda games? Mm. Post-launch. Obviously, uh, you wouldn't want that at launch, right? Because that means you just cut content and let a modder make it. I don't, yeah. think, I don't think it would sit well if it was added at launch. I think if they're going to do another special edition, like coming with Elder Scrolls 6. Mm-hmm. Like, they released the base game, but they don't do um, Creation Club. Or they do, but in the special edition, they should, you know, contact modders and people who really put their time and hearts into it and, like, put it in another special edition. Like, that's the additional stuff. Right. Um, and it should come like with the base game if that happens. Yeah, it, it should. Uh, I think I agree with you on that. Um, I'm okay if it comes back, but I, I think I'd prefer it like post-launch at the same time. You know, um, you know, like maybe like like three months after launch or something like that, because it just make me feel like it's not cut content that you let somebody else make. I don't know. Um, so Skyrim 10th anniversary trailer came out a few days ago. Um, so they announced that players of the special edition will get a free next gen upgrade, which will come with four free creation mods. If you don't have them yet, the dark seducers um, survival mode, where it means like you have to, excuse me, eat, rest, all that bullshit. Uh, fishing is being added as a skill or um, an activity. I don't, I don't know if it's a full fledged skill. I, don't, I doubt it's that. A, it's an activity. It's more of an activity, not a skill. So there's no perks or anything like that. Uh, there is a little quest to go with it. We don't know what that entails, but if you listen or watch the trailer, you know, a monster or something makes a noise. So who knows? And then they give you um, the wandering Khajiits that will have ingredients and other rare items in their shop that you couldn't get beforehand from other regions of Tamriel. Um, and then they have for the people who are buying the edition, um, a Ghost of Tribunal um, little quest line that is based off Morrowind, and then a Mythic Dawn quest line that is based off Oblivion, and then other content that they show in the trailer. But those are the two main things that are shown here, uh, besides a ton of armors, enemy types, and, well, weapons, of course. And that's practically it that we can see in the trailer, but it does look like a lot of content is being added uh, we don't know the extent of it, though. Uh, our, you know, if special edition owners are just going to get those four or we're going to get more, because I was told that, well, I was to understand when this game was announced that special edition owners would actually just get a free upgrade to the anniversary edition. So who knows? But Alex, what are your thoughts on the trailer? Mainly the Ghost of Tribunal and the Mythic Dawn stuff and then the, what they're offering for the well, anniversary from edition. From the little picture, uh, just or the little cutscene. Uh, you have the ordinator armor uh, from the tribunal temple. Uh, 
and then you got her armor, which is uh, Almalexia's uh, special guards armor. That was the white ordinator armor. Yep. And then uh, you have Hope's Fire and uh, Skull Crusher and True Flame. Uh, those are all legendary weapons from Morrowind uh, that were shown in the trailer, at least. So there yep. might be more legendary artifacts coming. Um, uh, it says they were just more these three things or those uh, two things were coming to the creation club they never said we're going to get it oh, okay. uh, with the special edition it was just uh, the four things are the coming four that I previously it. talked about in the next gen expand, or, uh, update yeah. Got it. yeah you're getting $25 worth and, that, and there you already mind. have yeah. it yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like if you already have it, you should get credits towards, you know, these new um, Creation Club updates, um, or they should just give it to you for free, especially if you're buying the game. So, I don't know, they didn't make it very clear, and from a lot of the feedback I've been seeing, besides, you know, Elder Scrolls 6, why aren't you working on it? <laughs> uh feels like they got a little bit of feedback on that yeah definitely sounds like it um yeah i mean i'm excited to see like the offering i do wish it was a little bit more i wish at least one of those can be chosen between the player right so what if you had the option to choose between the mythic dawn quest or the ghost of tribunal quest you can literally choose one as a fan who's upgrading from the special edition hey here you go as a thank you we're going to give you one of these expansions you know in their opinion they're calling it expansions i don't know we'll see we don't know the context you know or the amount of content that is in this package um i think that would have been a cool option uh i hate to say it though i'm pretty happy regardless i don't know why i'm hoping that this next gen update is actually going to be next gen for us but i I probably they probably won't be. Um, Alex, to wrap up the show, we're finally at the tail end. We made it. Uh, honestly, we've been recording a lot longer than probably either of us anticipated. Um, so, after everything that's been talked about today, you know, after everything you've experienced for ten years, you know, before we go with one last, you know, wish for Elder Scrolls Six, do you do you like you know Skyrim for what it is or yeah. You're pretty upset with the outcome of it after t uh, 10 years later. I mean, I got my thousands of hours in it, so it's still a fun game. Uh, you got to heavily mod it, though. Um, you know, it's not like for me, I can play base Morrowind just fine without mods. Uh, same with Oblivion, and but like Skyrim, it's just I need a little spice in my life, but I, I still love it. Um, it's still an Elder Scrolls game, uh, unlike Fallout 4. Uh, <laughs> shots fired. Good uh, shots, though. Good shots. But I hope uh, they take everything. Uh, they're, they're not going to take everything in consideration. They're going to make another Skyrim. They're going to dumb it down even more. <laughs> you, you simpletons out there, <laughs> play Morrowind and realize what a better Elder Scrolls game it is. Hell, even Oblivion, one of the two. Yeah. Just... Know your place, trash. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, it is kind of funny. And if they do double down and like dumbing it down, ah, man, that's going to be a tough one. 
yeah, like like I said last night, um, I hope they integrate a system like, um, you know, you got your Morrowind fans, Daggerfall. I don't know any arena fans. Um, <laughs> you might be the only person I know that's played arena. Uh, but like, maybe I'd say between Oblivion and Morrowind, uh, make a system that the older Elder Scrolls fans would enjoy and how a game is played um, and take out fast travel um, for those two. Uh, make the main quests and other quests available for people who don't like playing fa- uh, flash uh, using the fast travel option. Uh, make it so it's a lot easier to work with um, and then have your Skyrim people. Um, just have two different systems but also make it one playable game for both of them. Yeah. I love you, Todd Howard. I love you, P. Hines. I love you, Bethesda. I love Skyrim. I really do. I love it very much. Um, But talking about it today has reminded me that there's a ton of things that they unfortunately missed the ball here. And uh, that, you know, going on what Alex said, that's the beauty of Bethesda games though, is you can take a game that they made, enjoy it for what it is. But if you want to enjoy it more or fine tune it to your liking settings uh fidelity customization combat well that's what the community is for as well and i don't think they should rely on it but that is what the community is for to to build those mods and allow you to have the elder scrolls experience the way you want it as well so i mean it's kind of badass that that's that they're so happy to do that for their fans to um put mods at the forefront of community creations and stuff so um yeah, we'll talk about Elder, Scr- Elder Scrolls 6 some other time. Um, there's there's time for that in the future because we have a long way for it. But that is it. Happy 10 years to Skyrim. I cannot wait to buy this game for the sixth or seventh time in my life. Um, it's going to be amazing. Todd Howard, God bless you. Uh, Alex, thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, and is there anything else you have to say to the, to, the, to the fans listening to this before we're done? Thank you. Have a good time have a good time uh yeah dog's barking so <laughs> yeah no no you're good it's like perfect timing um yeah so thank you guys so much for listening to the show i am ryan the host of it just works podcast please share this around to your friends family and once you hate let them know to listen to the show you can follow us on instagram at it just works podcast once again it's at it just works podcast and i will see you guys next time thank you for tuning into the show bye